0: From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Venker Show, where men and women are equal in value but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we challenge the culture's hugely flawed narratives about men, women, sex, and love. From coast to coast and from around the world, thank you for joining us. So today I'm going to talk about the power of silence in a relationship. But first I want to tell you guys about a conference that I attended in Orlando this past weekend. It's called the 21 Convention, and its mission is to restore masculinity to its rightful place in our society. The founder is Anthony Johnson, who's been doing this now for some 15 years, but it has recently garnered a lot of steam because, as you all know, things between women and men have gotten considerably worse during this time period. The war on men in particular has hit its peak, and it is time to fight back. I am proud to join these men on this mission and have scheduled one man in particular who I met and who I'm excited to introduce to the, to all of you. He'll be on in a few weeks, and his name is Will Spencer. His website is renofmen.com, R E N of men.com, which stands for the Renaissance of Men. I highly encourage you to check out his site as well as his Instagram, Instagram account, which is at renofmen. And as always, don't forget to become a subscriber of this podcast by going to suzannebanker.com forward slash podcast and clicking on become a subscriber. That is how you get all the extra goodies. So in America, silence gets a bad rap. It's considered especially distasteful in women who for years have been taught to speak up and to speak out. The assumption is that if they don't, they are somehow subordinating themselves. This is crap. Silence is, in fact, golden. It is so, so powerful in a relationship. When I say nothing as opposed to saying something, I often find that I've said a lot. In my case, being the talker that I am, and considering what I do for a living, my husband is so used to hearing what I think about everything that my silence is uber-powerful. Maybe you guys can relate. Think about a time when your guy said something that embarrassed you. When this happens, the urge to speak can be overwhelming. But if you can muster the courage, the deference to keep still, trust me, you will have spoken volumes. Most men know what their wives or girlfriends are thinking because we talk so much more than they do. And as a result of this, men often tune out. This can be annoying, I know, but it also means that when we don't say anything, they hear that silence loud and clear sort of like when men finally do say something, we women perk up (laughs) like that, but in reverse. So when I say communication is overrated, I don't mean you should hold in your thoughts and your feelings all the time and never let them out. I just mean sometimes you should. One obvious advantage to not talking so much is that you become a much better listener. You also have the opportunity to collect your thoughts Before speaking, this is, and this is true, of course, of both women and men. When you allow the silence to do its thing, that's where the power lies. So instead of automatically responding with what you're thinking and feeling in the moment, taking a step back, putting duct tape over your mouth if you have to, leaving the room, going for a drive, whatever you need to do to allow the silence to enter the equation or enter the conversation. I promise you, you are going to find that what you come back with later is going to be a thousand times more powerful, positive, and fruitful than had you just spouted off what you were thinking in that moment. When my husband and I get into a particular heated argument, if we do, and there are far fewer of those today than they have ever been, I'm pleased to say, he almost always disappears for some period of time. And by the time he comes back, he's much more focused. I, however, at least in the past, would never collect my thoughts. I, I would just speak them. If I don't like something, well, this is who I am in general. Like I do this in my day life, you know, my day job or whatever, just as a matter of habit. If I don't like something, I'll say so. If I'm feeling frustrated, frustrated or tired, I will announce it. If I have an opinion, I will share it. (laughs) Basically, every thought and feeling I have is, or used to be, spoken. My feelings were a faucet. I cannot tell you how long it took me to get it and how hard it was at first to stop talking so much. Every time my husband would say something, whether it was about his job or politics or children or even a friend, I would try really, really hard to zip my lip, but invariably I would interject my thoughts or opinion. But my husband really didn't want my opinion. I mean, unless he did at some point and asked, but in general, no. He just wanted me to listen, which would be fine if he were just commenting on something, but... If it was a problem he was having, I wanted to help solve it. To just sit there and listen and do nothing while he's explaining something that effectively requires, you know, something to be solved, was one of the hardest things I've ever done. But I had to do it. Your husband is not your girlfriend. I have a friend who, when she comes to me with a problem, actually does want my help or advice. Same with when I talk to her. But that's not what my husband wants when he comes to me with a problem. He just wants me to sit there and listen, to in effect help him think it through by being a sounding board. Because ultimately, he wants to figure out on his own rather than to be told by his wife how to handle it. My talking wasn't just a problem in the course of conversation either. Throughout the day, I would typically air every thought I had. I would also ask my husband to do things, or I would expect him to do things, and let him know either verbally or non-verbally if he wasn't doing those things. I tried to stop this. Like once I recognized this was not good, I tried to stop. This was part of the journey of learning how, you know, learning what the power of silence was really all about but my half-hearted attempts were hopeless. (laughs) So one day I decided to go overboard. My new mantra became, say nothing, ask nothing, expect nothing. I would say it over and over in my head for months until being quiet or quieter became more second nature. To be honest, I still have a thousand thoughts and feelings on any given day, but now I decide which of those thoughts and feelings, if any, are worth sharing. Hint, very few. This is especially true when it comes to my insignificant day-to-day woes, especially ones that my husband cannot fix. He does not need to hear about everything that happens to me during the day. Discussing the minutiae of daily life would bog him down with unnecessary drama that he can't do anything about. Airing these insignificant woes made me feel better, but it made him feel awful. Because men aren't designed to just listen to women vent. That's what girlfriends are for. Your man wants to be able to, to fix something for you, to do something for you, to help, to be your hero, to, to, to jump in and save the day. And when you're just venting insignificant stuff that he can't do anything about, not only, not only does he, he's going to have a small window for how um, how much he can tolerate of that, but also he feels there's, there's no point in telling him because at the end he's like, well, I can't do anything about it. And this is what's going through his head. So just, keep it short and to the point or don't say it at all because if I can't do anything to help you, he gets, gets depleted by that. So there's really no gain to it whatsoever. If anything, it's just going to strain your relationship. So now I'm going to suggest that if you're a woman listening to this, you give it a try, get out the duct tape. And for one week talk only when you absolutely must, before you open your mouth, Think about why you want to say whatever it is you want to say. And then ask yourself these three questions Is it true? Is it necessary? And is it kind? That's actually a Buddhist thing. I didn't come up with that. Or you could use the mantra I did say nothing, ask nothing, expect nothing. The goal here isn't to turn you into a mouse. The goal is to help you take stock of your speech and to try to determine whether or not you talk more than necessary or more than is good for your relationship. Because if your goal is to be heard, and let's face it, whose isn't, you can accomplish the same thing using far fewer words. This is true across the board, but it's especially true in your marriage. I have wives who practice this and can vouch for this in my coaching practice. And the, I I just cannot even tell you how immediate the response is. For one thing, most, you know, if you're married and you're listening to this, if you're in a relationship, your guy knows, your your guy probably knows what you think uh, pretty much about everything. (laughs) Um, unless you're an extremely introverted, quiet person, which is possible, but, um, I don't run into many of those women today. So your man is just in touch with what you think and feel. And if you all of the sudden don't speak when he's expecting you or when you've conditioned him to speak, uh, conditioned him to hear you speak, sorry. And then you're, and then you're quiet. That is going to speak volumes. That is going to be louder. That silence is going to be louder than anything you could possibly say. There's something about it that allows him to, well, allows both people to collect their thoughts for sure, but also speaks to him as a man because men are far less um, communicative, of course, verbally, typically than we are. And it gives him the space that he needs to sort of collect his thoughts and come back with something. So this idea that communication and, and, communication, to some degree, I like to say it's overrated. And I mean that sort of tongue in cheek because communication is crucial in a marriage for sure. But I believe that silence is terribly underrated. And the only way to sort of prove it to you or to help you understand what I mean is to just have you practice it. Just do it. You know, consider this like an experiment for a week. Um, I mean, literally, this is exactly what I do with my clients. So, Everything is an experiment and, you know, it's not like forever this is how you have to live. Just try it, see what happens. And when you see the results, you get excited and you want to come back for more and keep doing it and keep learning new skills that are different from um, what you've been doing up until now. And it's just extremely powerful. These, these various skills and this one, this particular one, silence and being quiet and not speaking every time you have a thought is just huge. I cannot convey to you enough of how powerful it is. And anyone who gives it a go, who wants to reach out to me afterwards and tell me about it, um, I would love to hear about it. And as always, you can reach me at Suzanne at the com. Okay. Thanks everyone. That's it for today. And that ends this hour of The Suzanne Venker Show. Before you leave us, I'd appreciate it if you'd take one minute to give us a review at Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use. If you've done that already or if you can't leave a review on your podcast player for some reason, please consider sharing this show with a friend or a family member. Word of mouth is the primary way we get the word out about The Suzanne Venker Show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.